Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. Our scripture for today is Psalm 98. First, let us pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen, amen. So friends, it seems right and good that as we explore the ministry of music in these 75 years of Village Presbyterian Church, that we would hear from the Psalms. You remember the Psalms, after all, this is the songbook for the Hebrew people. These 150 Psalms, these songs, are what our Jewish and sister brothers, they are singing once a day a different psalm, and they cycle back and forth. These are all the songs of the church, and they are our songs as well. So you heard ruling elder Elizabeth McKell read beautifully this Psalm 98. Verse 4 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth, Sing with praises to God. Remember, it says not make a pleasant noise or even an in-tune noise. It just says make a joyful noise. Some of you tell me at times, yeah, I really can't sing. I get that, but you can make a noise because I've heard you. And the only criteria seems to be let it be joyful. That seems to be the only criteria for lifting our hearts and our bodies and our minds and our souls to God in praise. 
So over these 75 years, Village Church has been blessed with remarkable leadership and a remarkable ministry of music. So when new members join, and they do, and it's a remarkable thing, in this day and age, I know, people who join churches still, um, we'll have a luncheon afterwards, after this worship service, over there in the Heritage Dining Room, and we'll have them introduce themselves, and then I'll ask them, so tell, tell us why Village Church? And a number of them will say that, that friends invited them or family invited them here. Uh, some will say that it's because of the mission of the church. They admire the mission that we do, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. They admire the fact that we are welcoming to all persons. We love all persons and say that all of you are children of God, as our pastor Sally just said earlier. They love that as well. Some will say the preaching is okay, um, but... But then a number of them will say, oh, it's the music. It's the village brass. It's the choirs. It's the handbells. It's the children. It's the young people in village voices. It's all about the music. You know this, that music does something for us that's different from what our spoken voices can do. That's why St. Augustine, the great church father, that African bishop of the 4th and 5th century, he's the one that said, the one who sings prays twice. Because it's not just the spoken word. As soon as you add music to that spoken word, you are praying in a different way. It's why music stays with us. Neuroscience is fascinated by this that even persons who are struggling with that horrible disease of Alzheimer's, for whatever reason, when short-term memory goes most quickly, and eventually long-term memory is lost as well, the place of music memory seems to last longest before the very end of their life, which is why persons in late-stage Alzheimer's can still recite hymns and songs. There's evidence of persons who are not able to move and be mobile anymore, but play a song for them, and their legs and their feet and their arms and their hands, even when they're there in bed, they start to move as if they're dancing. The mind remembers. There's a special place in our bodies for music. So, As we look at these 75 years, I'm drawn to our first Sunday here on this campus. It was Sunday, November 7th, 1948, four months before we were to be organized even as an official congregation of the Presbyterian Church. That first Sunday there in what we call the chapel, that was the original sanctuary, I love this because the building was still going up around them. They did not yet have even the furniture for the communion table or the pulpit. It was being built by two volunteers in that new congregation. But on that first Sunday in November, they sang the church's one foundation. The hymn that they chose to sing as a group of people trying to be the body of Jesus Christ together with the foundation still freshly being laid. I love this image. They sang together, the church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. 
I invite you to stay seated and let's sing that first verse. It's printed in your worship bulletin under the sermon this morning. Let's sing. Space, the first time to gather for worship, and we sing the church's one foundation. There was an announcement at the bottom of that typed bulletin. It says, The church hopes to have an adult choir organized by next month. All friends of the church interested in being in the choir, please call the church office during this next week. It tickles me that on that first Sunday in November 7, 1948, and on this Sunday, Charlotte Thuneman just does pretty much the same thing, invites us to be part of the choir. Our founding pastor, Dr. Bob Manili, he knew that music was going to be a key component in ministry at Village Church. The first organ in that church over there in the chapel was a Hammond electric organ. It was donated by Mrs. Claire Aiken Spears in memory of her infant daughter. I kept on reading, and there's no more mention of her infant daughter or of her name, but I think to myself, my goodness, here is the faithfulness of this woman who lost an infant, and she gives church money to buy an organ. What was it meant to her every time she heard that organ play and she thought about her baby girl? Jim Chase was the first part-time choir director. Patricia Miller was our first organist. In 1950, the music ministry had grown so much that Village Church needed to hire a full-time choir director. And they hired a great man in Dr. Istvan Gladish, Hungarian background, Dr. Istvan Gladish. And because we're Midwesterners, Dr. Istvan, we call him Steve. <laughs> Steve served for us for 20 years and retired in 1970. In 1967, May, Dr. Gladish was awarded a citation by the American Federation for Music for distinguished service to the cause of music in the great state of Kansas. It was under his leadership that Village Church purchased its first set of handbells and started its first handbell choir. In 1954, the inimitable Laverne Friday was called to be organist here, and she served for 44 years, almost as long, I know, as Dr. Bob's 47 years. 
1982, Village Church was privileged to build its first pipe organ in this space, a Moeller pipe organ from the Moeller Pipe Organ Company in Ohio. Helen Hogan was then called to be the assistant organist to support Laverne in her ministry. And by 1984, there were six bell choirs with the youngest for children in grades four through six. A year later, the Village Church Orchestra was started. By the early 90s, there were over 300 voices in three different adult choirs, including a single adult choir. And there were 50 young people in the youth choir, grades 7 through 12, and 164 children singing in four different choirs, the youngest, kindergartners and first graders. The congregation in the early 90s was over 7,700 members. That was our peak membership together. They're worshiping in three different services on Sunday mornings here in this space. And then someone in the 1990s got the idea, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could all worship together in one place at one time? So the idea took hold And a committee was formed, of course, and they began to research where could we find a place in the greater Kansas City area that would hold all of us all at one time. And they settled on the Grand Auditorium there in Independence, Missouri, the auditorium of the Reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, now called the Community of Christ. And on that great day, on May 2nd, 1993, over 4,400 Village Church members worshipped together there in that beautiful auditorium. Barbara Chonko was the chairperson of that whole adventure, and she is sitting right up there. If you were there, yeah... And Barbara, you are probably still recovering from that adventure 30 years later. Hey, if you were there on May 2nd, 1993 in the auditorium, would you raise your hand so I can see if you were there? Wow, I love that. Oh, I love that. So there in that massive auditorium, if you've been there, it is a beautiful, beautiful space. It surely was one of the high points of our life together as a congregation. The first hymn they sang, the opening hymn, was Lift High the Cross. I invite you to stay seated. It's in the middle portion of that underneath the sermon today. Let's sing Lift High the Cross.
bulletin at that service reads this. Everyone here is a part of the family. We are the family of God together. God welcomes us all and embraces each one of us. Let us celebrate our oneness in Jesus Christ. It is Village Church's purpose to reflect that oneness of Christ's love now and in the future. Lift high the cross indeed. And throughout our life together, we have been blessed with faithful and gifted leaders in our music ministry, from Dr. Eastvon Gladish to Dallas Draper and Larry Dean and Bill Baker and Mark Ball and Will Brightsprock, and today with Cameron Rowling and Dr. Jan Crable at our Village on Antioch campus, and here on the Mission campus, Drs. Elisa Bickers and Dr. Josh Mays and Theo Music, who's sitting right there, and Jenny Hall and Dr. Langston Hemingway and Helen Hoffmeister, amazing, amazing, faithful, gifted people. And it was here that our pastor, Tom R., was introduced to what was become, for him, a favorite song. We sang it at his final service when he preached here last October. Tom says that he did not know that hymn until he came here and served us for 20 years. My life flows on in endless song above earth's lamentations. Let's sing that first verse, please. Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, we cannot keep from singing. The church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. Lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim. Soon after he arrived here in 2004, Tom talks about this story. It was Christmas Eve. Tom said it was his first Christmas Eve children's family pageant here in the sanctuary. Across the back of the chancel, there was sort of a cityscape of Jerusalem. They were reenacting the manger story, of course, and Tom was on that side of the chancel. Helen Hogan was playing the piano on this side, and Tom said, as Christmas pageants are supposed to be, it was a bit chaotic, and there was a lot of noise going on. And Helen Hogan left her piano bench and walked behind the city of Jerusalem and got to Tom and leaned down and said, Tom, just look out at the faces. And Tom did, and he saw children and parents and grandparents and friends, and all the faces were glowing. Tom said, 
It was joy. Tom said, Raj, it was all joy. The psalmist says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Sing praises to God. For 75 years and more, it's all joy, a joyful noise for God to God's praises. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.